the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following pre-recorded program is sponsored by We Know Medicare. Welcome to We Know Medicare, keeping you in the know on all things Medicare and providing you a wide range of options and valued advice for improving the quality of your health care and your life. Get unbiased direction along with valuable tips and tools for achieving the best health care plan available for both you and your loved ones. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy. It's We Know Medicare. And now, here's Dan Larry. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Do I have a treat for you today? We have the distinct pleasure of having Christine Grow with us. She is the national spokesperson for the Coalition for Medicare Choices. Christine, tell our listeners a little bit about your background and who the coalition is. Well, thanks so much, and I'm really glad to to be here with you. Uh, The Coalition for Medicare Choices is an organization that includes millions of seniors from around the country who choose Medicare Advantage for their health care coverage. They really appreciate this choice for their coverage. They find that it provides better services, better access to care, and better value. And they come together every single year to let the lawmakers in Congress and in the administration to let them know Medicare Advantage is important and deserves to be protected. You know, that's really awesome that you are out there an advocate and a watchdog, if you will, for seniors. So, and, and Medicare is literally in the name of our show, but we believe there can never be enough information to help uh, our listeners understand the difference between traditional Medicare and Medicare Advantage health plans. Would you mind touching on that briefly and, and talk about the distinctions of those two? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, So as your listeners likely know, there are a couple of different parts of Medicare. There's Medicare Part A and B, which are considered original Medicare, uh, and they are offered by the federal government. Part A covers a, a bulk of hospitalization costs. Part B covers a bulk of doctor visit costs. Um, But original Medicare does not cover everything. So if you are enrolled in both Part A and B, you can also choose to be enrolled in Medicare Part C, which is Medicare Advantage. And Medicare Advantage is very cost effective. It provides a lot more coverage than original Medicare does. And it it does provide uh, out-of-pocket caps so that you have a limit in how much you'll spend uh, throughout the year. And that just protects you additionally in your financial stability Some of the benefits that are really popular among Medicare Advantage plans, uh, of course, every plan is different, and that's part of the beauty of it. You can really choose a plan that's right for you, Um, but the vast majority of these plans include things like prescription drug coverage, dental coverage, vision coverage, hearing coverage, uh, coverage for preventive care services. So that's services like for health screenings and vaccinations and, and other sorts of checkups. Um, They also often and increasingly are covering telehealth visits. 
They are also covering increasingly services to overcome social barriers to better health. So especially if you're in rural communities or underserved communities, for example, you may have a health condition that makes it hard for you to get back and forth to the doctor's office or to the pharmacy. You may need some additional services and supports in your home. More and more, these Medicare Advantage plans are covering those services because they're designed to help you get better, faster, and stay healthier longer. Um, And as a result, we find that a lot of Americans uh, who have limited income and limited resources are really choosing the plans. Nearly 4 million rural Americans are choosing Medicare Advantage today. About 40% of the enrollees in Medicare Advantage make less than $25,000 a year. And if you look just at the state of Oregon, it's more than, it's nearly 470,000 residents of Oregon are enrolled in these plans. And that's more than 50% of the Medicare population in the state. So it's a really popular option that we think really deserves to be protected. You know, you're absolutely right. And one of the things that uh, a a huge distinction that we always like to let everyone know is that... um, that safety net, that maximum out-of-pocket cost. And by having that, it's really a stop-loss, a stop-gap. And that's a huge distinction between original Medicare, where there is not a cap on on that spending, where Medicare Advantage plans have a built-in cap that actually protects the seniors' resources. And, and so with that, you know, um, nationwide, there's over 30 million seniors and Americans with disabilities, and about half of all those are eligible for Medicare or, or choose Medicare Advantage for the high-quality, affordable health coverage. And the number has steadily risen in both Oregon and Washington with almost 470, 630,000 enrollees, respectively. And like you said, that's in Oregon, that's over 50% of everyone eligible. Why? Why? do you think these folks are making those choices? That's a really good question and something that we at the coalition take a close look at every year because we want to hear from seniors and why this is a very, you know, why this is important to them and what they truly value. So earlier this year, um, we did a survey of senior voters nationwide to ask them why they choose Medicare Advantage. And what we found is that 94% of them are satisfied with their coverage 93% of them would recommend to their family and friends. And we found that 9 in 10 of them were satisfied with their preventive services. So that's those kinds of services, especially as we come out of COVID-19, I think are really popular. Um, People are really engaging with and understanding the importance of health screenings to understand a health issue and to diagnose a health issue before it becomes acute or severe. They appreciate being able to get their vaccines be able to get tests for different health conditions or illnesses that they might have, and also to identify chronic health conditions um, so that they can start managing those conditions and achieve their optimal health as early as possible. So that's things like diabetes, for example, or a heart condition. We also find that nine in 10 of them are satisfied with their prescription drug coverage. Uh, And that is something that I don't think a lot of people appreciate about original Medicare you can get a prescription drug coverage through a Medicare Advantage plan or a Part D plan. Part D is specifically dedicated to prescription drugs. Uh, And with the cost of prescription drugs going up and up and up every single year and more innovative drugs being introduced, but at very, very high price tags, you know, that's a very important part of their coverage for them as well. Yeah, and that that is 
so amazing. And as we know, uh, you know, the, the top drugs prescribed are also the top drugs advertised on television and drive a lot of Medicare's costs up. And so, you know, on that topic, we learned a lot during the, the pandemic, those years where everything was shut down and telehealth and all of that. But uh, I know Medicare Advantage covers vaccinations, which is important generally, but particularly during the the COVID pandemic. What role do you think telehealth has has played or enhanced MA services during that time? Yeah, telehealth became extraordinarily important during COVID-19. Um, we do know that even before the pandemic, telehealth was something that a lot of providers of health systems were looking at. And health insurance providers like those who offer Medicare Advantage plans were really leaning into um, because we know that we have an access issue. Even before the pandemic, we knew that we have a lot of people in rural America who may not have a health system or a doctor close by. We know that, um, you know, a lot of services are not immediately available in your particular geography. Um, then after, as we started to experience the pandemic, um, the workforce shortages became more acute. Um, we also saw that a lot of seniors and people with serious health conditions don't necessarily want to go to a doctor or to a hospital or a health system where there are other sick people that may have something that's contagious that <laughs> yeah, could that's put right. their own health at risk, right? So telehealth became an important way for people to be able to get the care that they need, see a doctor for the things that they need. Uh, and it's become so incredibly popular with patients uh, as well as with doctors and hospitals that there's very strong movement to keep the flexibilities in place so that telehealth services continue to be available even after the public health emergency ends. So it's a real way that even through the pandemic, I think we saw a lot of innovation and higher quality through the pandemic that will be sustainable in the in the long run. Yes, and that telehealth has really become important uh, in, especially in the Pacific Northwest. You know, we get seniors that get snowed in. We get uh, weather play affects a lot of the drivability. So being able to have these telehealth appointments uh, for a myriad of things has really been beneficial to these folks. Now, you know, as we segue into to other benefits and things for Medicare Advantage plans, uh, you know, there's a lot of popular benefits out there that add value and service like uh, vision, dental, and hearing. Now, how does this coverage for these popular services compare with like uh, traditional Medicare? Well, those three services that you mentioned in particular are not covered in original Medicare. And those are very important services that, that seniors have long valued and increasingly value. Um, we know that dental care can be a really important way, you know, both to keep your teeth healthy, but also to have your help, help have your dentist help you identify a different kind of health condition that, you know, you might not have uh, a primary care doctor to diagnose for you, for example. Um, vision uh, care is very important, um, especially as we're all using screens. You know, that's a, a lot of stress on everyone's eyes, but especially for our seniors. They want to make sure that they take good care of their vision and hearing care as well. I mean, this, this is a, these are important ways that we're able to maintain our quality of life. So having those available and covered through Medicare Advantage is just another way that seniors can, you know, take best care of themselves. And, you know, today's seniors are a lot different than they were several decades ago. You know, we have seniors who are very active, 
They like to travel. They like to be very involved. They're volunteering. Uh, they're doing a lot of work in their community. And they have much higher expectations about being able to engage in their communities and the world around them than maybe they did before. So they're really taking proactive care of their health. Um, I would also say that we see a lot of them engaging in fitness services and, and fitness uh, programs that a lot of them also have access to through their Medicare Advantage plan so that they can, you know, they can exercise, um, do weights in a safe way, um, take yoga or stretching classes to help them stay fit and to prevent injuries. Um, so these are, you know, a lot of ways in which seniors are engaged, and these services also help them get involved in their communities even more. That's right. And we do know with the social determinants of health that uh, vision, dental, and especially hearing, when seniors have difficulty hearing, um, my mom passed away at 94, but from my entire life, she wore hearing aids. And uh, when the hearing aids weren't working or something wasn't right, you know, she's she's kind of disconnecting and wouldn't want to go to her senior club. So it's really important, I think, that when we look at these ancillary benefits and why they're put in there, they're really to help the senior in a full circle of health care. And I really think that these things become important uh, for folks, especially when we want everyone to have quality, affordable health care that's easy to access and simple to use. Christine, we're going to take a, ba- a break so we can pay for this show. We're going to be right back. Stick around. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be right back. No, we're not referring to roses, but everything you need to know about Medicare. We know Medicare. That's their name. If you're 65 or older, we know Medicare is your resource for Medicare insurance. We know Medicare specializes in all Medicare-related products because one size does not fit all. Changes in Medicare plans occur every year. What's Part D? What's Medicare supplement insurance? Does my current insurance cover my needs? Do I have to change doctors with my new insurance plans? Does the plan include prescriptions? There are many options out there. We know Medicare can help you understand the differences and find the right plan for you. Their goal is to help protect your health and finances by choosing the right plan. What's in a name? Well, a lot with We Know Medicare, your advocate for health care needs. Learn more at WeKnowMedicare.org. Then call them and request a no-cost consultation. 877-346-2060. That's 877-346-2060. 877-346-2060. We do not offer every plan available in your area. Currently, we represent 16 organizations which offer 275 products in your area. Please contact Medicare.gov, 1-800-MEDICARE, or your local state health insurance program to get information on all your options. And now, more of We Know Medicare with Dan Larry. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you topped off your coffee. I know I sure did. Uh, need to tell the studio not to make it so hot. Uh, well, everybody, we're talking with Christine Grow. She is the spokesperson for the Coalition for Medicare Choices. And, and Christine, you know, uh, there's some really... Uh, Medicare can be a political football, as we all know, and Medicare Advantage has enjoyed strong bipartisan support traditionally, and Oregon Senator Wyden has made seniors 
issues, the focal point of his career, and is now the chair of the Senate Finance Committee, which oversees uh, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Now, I understand Congress reviews the Medicare Advantage program each year, and now that there is a divided government with a Republican House and Democrat Democratic Senate and President, what should our listeners be doing to ensure they continue to enjoy the most affordable, high-quality choices for their personal health insurance? Well, I think that's a great question, and you're absolutely right that Medicare Advantage has a very long history of strong bipartisan support, Um, and that's because it does provide seniors with better services, better access to care, and better value. And, you know, because they have a choice, they vote with their their, um, coverage decisions every single year. So the fact that we have more than 30 million seniors and people with disabilities signing up for this plan we're getting to the point where nearly half of all Americans are actively choosing these plans for their coverage. So we think that makes it even more important to be protected. But one worrisome thing that we have seen is that as, you know, we have new members of Congress who are in office now, maybe they don't have um, the history and the background of why Medicare Advantage was designed by Congress the way it was or the types of services that it provides or the importance that it has. Um, We're just very concerned that now we're starting to see some proposals that may make cuts to the program. And especially as we look ahead at the year 2024 and what benefits will be available for that year, DMS has made some proposals in its advance notice that's going on right now that would actually cut this program by billions of dollars. And that means uh, it could we could see higher premiums and fewer benefits for seniors and people with disabilities. You know, at a time where the Medicare trustees have estimated that Medicare costs per enrollee will go up an average of five percent, making cuts to an essential program that cuts uh, you know cuts a value for thirty million Americans is simply the wrong direction. So we are very active right now uh, until the final notice comes out April third to let the administration know that this is an important program and it should be protected and action needs to be taken now to do so. And you know what's interesting is uh, uh, a lot of folks that get into a political position, um, they all have parents, they all have grandparents who are users of Medicare and they should look right back in the mirror to the people that is that it's benefiting and really take the notice to heart because I think if they redirected what their thoughts are, uh, no one would touch Medicare because it provides such a great safety net for our seniors and for others who've been disabled two years or longer. I don't want to get off on a tangent because we have a lot of other things to talk about, but you know, we really need to protect Medicare. And so with that said, you know, I'm going to roll into, you know, open enrollment. And, you know, I'd really like to get your take on uh, and explain how open enrollment works and what consumers should be thinking about during the annual enrollment period. Yeah, so the open enrollment period occurs toward the end of the year. And this is a time where people can make decisions about their Medicare coverage. Think about how their health needs have changed. Health needs change are changing all the time, right? So you're going to the doctor, you're getting new diagnoses. Maybe you have a new chronic condition. Maybe you're getting healthier. Um, you may have new prescription drugs that you're on. 
maybe you haven't seen a dentist or a vision specialist in a while and you think maybe that's something that's important. The open enrollment period is a really important time to do some reflection on, you know, where are your health needs today? What do you want to do to protect yourself long term? So what kinds of services do you want access to and what prescription drugs do you want to make sure are covered? By making those kinds of decisions early before you even, you know, open a website or crack a book and start looking at plans, you know, you then have those goals before you so that you can make a choice that's right for you. Then once you do that, there are a lot of resources to help you. Um, you've probably talked about the Plan Fighter resource at Medicare.gov. Mm-hmm. The federal government has a lot of really great tools on their website to kind of break down the different you know, flavors and, and versions of Medicare and Medicare plans that you can choose. And then they have their Plan Finder tool that helps you do a comparison to help you make a choice that's right for you. There are also specialists and brokers in uh, your area who are certified on these plans and can be an expert and help guiding you through a choice that, that is really good for you and is really a good fit, too. Yeah, that that is great information. And, and everyone listening, you know, you can reach out to us at 877-346-2060. That's 877-346-2060. Or go to WeKnowMedicare.org and um, you can get a consultation and a plan review. Uh, it's no charge to you. And the one thing we do is a needs analysis because no two plans are alike and everyone should have their health needs looked at individually. And so, um, you know, with that, you know, it's um, my understanding is that as a result of the federal government declaring an end to the public health emergency, uh, a special enrollment period for Medicare Advantage will open soon and extend uh, until this summer. What's the purpose of this special enrollment period and what should uh, our listeners know about it? Yeah, um, so I'm going to try to be careful not to get too ahead of my skis here because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, involved directly in the public health emergency. But when the emergency declarations end, um, you do have some decisions that you can make. Uh, the end of the national emergency and public health emergency are scheduled to happen on May 11th. So what that means is different flexibilities and waivers that were put into place to allow health insurance providers to kind of flex and alter their benefits to improve access during the pandemic. You know, a lot of those are going to be rolled back. So it's going to be an important time to just, you know, read the information that you're getting from the plan that you have, understand what may be changing, and thinking about, you know, what that means for you, if you're comfortable with those changes, or if you want to consider a different choice at that time. Yeah, and that's really important. And it and we try always on this show to to give our listeners that kind of information when something is changing. You know, we get sometimes um, a, fires up here in the Pacific Northwest, and it prevents uh, folks from making their choices, and that creates a special election period because of that event. So it's really important to understand and know this. And as a consumer and a listener, uh, May 11th, there's been news about this all over. And you can always reach out to us at We Know Medicare. And we have information on our markets in in Washington, Oregon, uh, Idaho, Alaska. So, you know, always reach out to us. Uh, you know, um, Christine, one of the miss 
common misconceptions is that Medicare um, is only for seniors 65 and older. And I know uh, Medicare Advantage is also important with people with disabilities. Would you mind speaking to this population and why integrative services are so important in serving that population? Yeah, um, and you know, healthcare can be complex, right? Especially yeah. if you have uh, significant health needs or you have a lot of different health needs that are coming together. Care coordination and someone to be your guide through this process is going to be really important. You'll have a lot of different doctors that you will see, a lot of different specialists, probably a lot of different medications that you need to take. You want to make sure that you understand how they all interact together. Um, and just making sure that your full care team is acting as a team. I would say one of the one of the disabilities that we hear about most is those who have end stage renal disease. Mm-hmm. Um, about fifteen percent of Americans have a chronic kidney disease. More than a hundred thousand of them go on to develop kidney failure. Uh, and this is you know a very severe severe illness. It requires dialysis likely requires a kidney transplant. Um, And these are very long, extensive services. They're very intensive services. You really want to make sure that you have people who are on your side so that you have, you know, places you can go, people you can call, and and who can help you along the way on that journey. Yeah, and and that's really so important to understand that, you know, Medicare isn't necessarily for those 65 and older, there are other things that can create uh, the ability to get into Medicare, like being permanently disabled for two years or more. And, you know, uh, Christine, there was some back and forth debate about potential cuts to Social Security and Medicare around the president's State of the Union address. Where does that stand currently? And, and or how would you would Medicare Advantage plans be impacted in, and we can close on this in our last two minutes. There was a lot of talk about protecting Social Security and Medicare, especially after the State of the Union address. And there, this continues to be a very important issue that has resounding bipartisan support. Social Security and Medicare should be protected. But I think what's important for uh, lawmakers and the administration to keep in mind is that senior voters strongly believe that Medicare Advantage is Medicare, and it can't be overlooked in that conversation. So as we are protecting Medicare, Medicare Advantage also deserves to be strengthened and protected. You know, as I said, it's almost 50 percent of all of those who are eligible for Medicare. So any cuts would have a very significant impact. You know, and that's awesome. So where should our listeners learn more about your organization? Our organization is the Coalition for Medicare Choices, and you can look us up at medicarechoices.org. And do you have any closing thoughts in this last minute that the actions our listeners can take today? I would say your voices are far more important than mine. Our lawmakers and the members of the administration need to hear from you about your thoughts on Medicare Advantage and why it's important to you. So we encourage you to reach out and let your members of Congress know, let the White House know that Medicare Advantage deserves to be protected. And you have a lot of resources available to you on our website. Well, everyone, we've been talking with Christine Grow for the Coalition for Medicare Choices. Christine, thanks for being on the show. You've got to come back again. We're going to go take a break. 
Stick around, everybody. No, we're not referring to roses, but everything you need to know about Medicare. We know Medicare. That's their name. If you're 65 or older, we know Medicare is your resource for Medicare insurance. We know Medicare specializes in all Medicare-related products because one size does not fit all. Changes in Medicare plans occur every year. What's Part D? What's Medicare supplement insurance? Does my current insurance cover my needs? Do I have to change doctors with my new insurance plans? Does the plan include prescriptions? There are many options out there. We know Medicare can help you understand the differences and find the right plan for you. Their goal is to help protect your health and finances by choosing the right plan. What's in a name? Well, a lot with We Know Medicare, your advocate for health care needs. Learn more at WeKnowMedicare.org. Then call them and request a no-cost consultation. 877-346-2060. That's 877-346-2060. 877-346-2060. We do not offer every plan available in your area. Currently, we represent 16 organizations which offer 275 products in your area. Please contact Medicare.gov, 1-800-MEDICARE, or your local state health insurance program to get information on all your options. And now, more of We Know Medicare with Dan Larry. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for sticking around. You know, I wanted to uh, change the subjects up a little bit uh, right now and and talk a little bit about Medicaid versus Medicare. And I just want you to know you can have both. And so um, sometimes it's hard to think of two words that cause so much confusion, but Medicare and Medicaid really do. And so you know, I, I want to kind of talk about the difference between these two government health insurance programs. What exactly is Medicaid and Medicare? Who's eligible to get Medicaid or to get Medicare? And how some people get both. So <clears throat> the difference between Medicaid and Medicare um, is that Medicaid is managed by states and is based on income. Medicare is managed by the federal government and mainly based on age. But there are certain circumstances, like uh, certain disabilities, that may allow younger people to get into Medicare. And Medicaid is a way to get health care at a lower cost or sometimes at no cost to you. Uh, Medicaid is managed by each state, so the eligibility requirements can change from state to state. Your state may even have its own name for its Medicaid program, and it's important to remember that you have to recertify for Medicaid uh, each year. And so, you know, in uh, Washington, uh, Medicaid is called Apple Health, and in Oregon, it's the Oregon Health Plan, and those are the two plans that are Medicaid plans in both of those states. And uh, Medicaid will typically cover children, pregnant women, elderly adults, and people with disabilities, and eligible low-income adults. And so, you know, that's Medicaid, basically. It is a financial uh, system in which uh, people's uh, 
levels are determined by their incomes. Now, Medicare is a national health insurance program that's run by the federal government, and Medicare covers people age 65 and older and some people under 65 uh, who may qualify due to a disability or another special situation. And Medicare helps millions of American seniors and disabled individuals cover some of their health care costs. And there are four different parts to Medicare. And this helps give people more health care choices so they can pick the health care plan that best meets their needs. And the four parts of Medicare, um, also known as original Medicare, so that A and B, Part A helps pay for hospital stays and inpatient care. Part B helps pay for doctor visits and outpatient care. And private insurance companies offer other types of Medicare plans with extra benefits that go beyond original Medicare, and that's called Part C. And Part C combines Part A, that's the hospital insurance, and Part B, medical insurance, in one plan that often includes prescription drug coverage too. And Part D is the prescription drug coverage. So how do you get both Medicaid and Medicare? So some people qualify for Medicare because of their age, they're age 65 or older, or due to having a disability. They are also eligible for Medicaid because they meet requirements to qualify for Medicaid in their state. And these people are called dual eligibles because they're eligible for both Medicaid and Medicare. Duly eligible. And what are dual health plans? people always ask. Well, dual health plans are designed just for people who have both Medicaid and Medicare. They're a special type of Medicare Part C plan, a Medicare Advantage plan. And dual health plans combine hospital, medical, and prescription drug coverage. You'll keep all your Medicaid benefits, plus you could get more benefits than with original Medicare, and you could get it all with as low as a zero plan premium. And so dual special needs plans are also known uh, as DSNPs, and they're offered by private insurance companies, so you can find a, a dual health plan that meets your needs and health insurance needs. And you can go on to Medicare.gov and learn about those, or you can reach out to us at We Know Medicare. That's 877-346-2060. Again, that's 877-346-2060, and We Know Medicare. And we can help you look and see what types of uh, plans are available for you based on your needs. And so, you know, how does Medicaid work with Medicare? And that's always the next question that comes up after you say, what is Medicare versus Medicaid? And so the short answer is all states offer a variety of Medicaid programs with eligibility and coverage specifics uh, that vary by state. And if you qualify for a Medicaid program, it may help pay for costs and services that Medicare doesn't cover. So let me give you a few examples of how Medicaid can work with Medicare. So Medicaid can provide secondary insurance. So for services covered by Medicare and Medicaid, such as doctor's visits, hospital care, home health care, and skilled nursing facility care. And with this, Medicare is the primary payer. 
which means Medicaid is the payer of last resort, meaning it always pays last. So when you visit a provider or facility that takes both forms of insurance, Medicare and Medicaid, Medicare will pay first and Medicaid may cover your Medicare cost sharing, including coinsurance and copays. And now Medicaid can provide premium assistance. In many cases, if you have Medicare and Medicaid, you'll automatically be enrolled in a Medicare savings program. Now, Medicare savings programs pay your Medicare Part B premium and may offer additional assistance. Now, Medicaid can provide cost-sharing assistance. Depending on your income, you may qualify for the qualified Medicare beneficiary status. And if you're enrolled in that status, you do not pay for Medicare cost-sharing, which includes deductibles, coinsurance, and copays. And Medicaid can provide prescription drug assistance. Dually eligible individuals are automatically enrolled in what's called the Extra Help Program by Social Security to help them with their prescription drug costs. Medicaid can offer coordinated care. Now, some states require certain Medicaid beneficiaries to enroll in Medicaid private health plans also known as Medicaid Managed Care Plans. And these plans may offer uh, optional enrollment into a Medicare Advantage plan designed to better coordinate Medicare and Medicaid benefits. Now, you cannot be required to enroll in one of those plans. It is totally up to you. Now, you can always call 1-800-MEDICARE or contact your local Medicaid office to learn more about Medicare and Medicaid costs and coverages especially if you are duly eligible. You can always reach out to us at We we Know Medicare at 877-346-2060 or go online to us at WeKnowMedicare.org and request a no-cost consultation. Now, if you want to reach out to um, Apple Health, which is Medicaid in Washington, their phone number is 800-562-3022. Again, Apple Health which is Medicaid coverage in Washington. Their number is 800-562-3022. And if you're in Oregon, that's the Oregon Health Plan. And the Oregon Health Plan is 800-699-9075. Again, the Oregon Health Plan, 800-699-9075. And, you know, one of the questions we always get is, um, how do I apply for Medicaid? And so let's talk about that for a minute. And uh, let's talk about the application process. So first of all, I suggest that you contact your local Medicaid office for state-specific rules. I just gave you the phone number for both of those, Apple Health in Washington and Oregon Health Plan in Oregon. Now, <clears throat> Your Medicaid office may be called the Department of Health, the Department of Social Services, the Department of Insurance, or some other name. Um, so you want, what you want to do is you want to contact your local Medicaid office to ask how you need to submit your application. Some states require you apply in person. Others may allow you to apply by mail, online, or by telephone, or at locations in the community, such as health centers or community organizations. You're going to want to find out which documents and forms of identification you may need in order to apply. Your Medicaid office may ask you to show the following, a proof of 
date uh, birth, that's your birth certificate, proof of U.S. citizenship or lawful residence, that could be like passport, driver's license, birth certificate, green card, employment authorization card. Uh, they're going to want to know uh, and see the proof of all types of your income, whether it's earned, unearned, so like paycheck stubs, retirement benefits, uh, supplemental security income. They want to see the proof of your resources. Those are like bank and stock statements, life insurance policies, property, uh, proof of residence. So like rent receipts, landlord statement, or a deed. Uh, they will also want to see your Medicare card and any other insurance cards. Uh, you can also provide a copy of the policy. And Medicaid coverage is available regardless of citizenship status, right? So Medicaid coverage is available regardless of citizenship status. So if you are pregnant or require treatment for an emergency medical condition, a doctor must certify that you were pregnant or had an emergency, and you must meet all other eligibility requirements. So let's say you're having some issues and you need some troubleshooting with that. Um, if you're having problems at a Medicaid office, ask to speak to a supervisor. Just ask for help. Always stay pleasant. You don't need to get upset, but just ask for a, a supervisor. Uh, if you do not receive a timely decision on your Medicaid application or are turned down for Medicaid, you can appeal by asking for a state fair hearing, not a city or a local one, and you're going to want to check with your local Medicaid office to learn more about requesting that fair hearing. And once you have Medicaid, you must recertify, show that you remain eligible for Medicaid and to continue to get Medicaid coverage. So when you submit your Medicaid application, be sure to ask when and how you will need to recertify. In many states, the recertification process is annual. Medicaid is a great program that is available to so many folks. You know, it's all about quality, affordable health care that's easy to access and simple to use. And that's what we want for all of you. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Stick around. What's in the name? No, we're not referring to roses, but everything you need to know about Medicare. We know Medicare. That's their name. If you're 65 or older, we know Medicare is your resource for Medicare insurance. We know Medicare specializes in all Medicare-related products because one size does not fit all. Changes in Medicare plans occur every year. What's Part D? What's Medicare supplement insurance? Does my current insurance cover my needs? Do I have to change doctors with my new insurance plans? Does the plan include prescriptions? There are many options out there. We know Medicare can help you understand the differences and find the right plan for you. Their goal is to help protect your health and finances by choosing the right plan. What's in a name? Well, a lot with We Know Medicare, your advocate for health care needs. Learn more at WeKnowMedicare.org. Then call them and request a no-cost consultation. 877-346-2060. That's 877-346-2060. 877-346-2060. We do not offer every plan available in your area. Currently, we represent 16 organizations which offer 275 products in your area. Please contact Medicare.gov, 1-800-MEDICARE, or your local state health insurance program to get information on all your options. And now, more of We Know Medicare with Dan Larry. 
Well, thanks for sticking around, everybody. I uh, switched from the horrible hot coffee here to a bottle of water. It's safer and <clears throat> doesn't make me cough as much. But I wanted to stay on the topic of Medicaid. And, uh, you know, one of our listeners, Steve, had a really great, simple question. He's like, hey, Dan, what is Medicaid spend down? And so uh, I want to cover that for Steve because it's really important to understand this. So uh, the Medicaid income guidelines uh, may offer a spin down for aged, blind, and disabled individuals who do not meet Medicaid income eligibility requirements. So a spin down would allow one to deduct certain medical expenses from your income so that one can qualify for those additional Medicaid benefits. So if one has medical expenses that significantly reduce their usable income, they can use them to qualify for Medicaid coverage. So let me give you a general guide to the Medicaid spin-down process. Always, always, always contact your local Medicaid office to learn if spend-down program is available in your state and the rules for applying. Again, that is the Oregon Health Plan in Oregon, which is 800-699-9075, or Apple Health in Washington at 800-562-3022. So let's talk about this. A beneficiary spend-down amount will be the difference between their income and the Medicaid eligibility limit as determined by their state over a given length of time, usually one to six months. Some states require Medicaid beneficiaries to submit receipts or bills to Medicaid to show their monthly expenses. Other states may let beneficiaries pay a monthly premium directly to Medicaid for the amount that their income is over their state's Medicaid spend-down level. And spend-down income limits may lower, may be lower than Medicaid income limits for people who do not have a spend-down. Now, each period that one has enough medical expenses to meet the spend-down, they will have Medicaid coverage. If they do not meet the spend-down amount for a certain period of time, they will not have Medicaid coverage for that time. They can still get Medicaid coverage later if they meet the spend-down amount during another period of the year. Now, Medicaid will pay first for covered services, and Medicaid will pay second for qualifying costs, such as Medicare cost-sharing. So again, Medicare would be the first payer, and Medicaid would be the last payer or secondary payer. Now, each state may require someone to qualify and apply for spend down for multiple periods in order to qualify for Medicaid inpatient hospital. Now, states with spend down programs may allow people to use the spend down program to qualify for Medicaid coverage of their nursing facility stays or home and community-based waiver services. Now, if your state does not have a spend-down program, it should have a more generous Medicaid income guidelines for people who need nursing home care than for those who do not. An individual will automatically qualify for extra help, that's the low-income subsidy, the first of the month that they meet their Medicaid spend-down amount until the end of the calendar year. So even if they do not meet the spend-down 
amount every period. Once you meet it, you get it for the rest of the calendar year. Now, there's always talk about trusts. Now, there's trusts that are called Miller Trusts and Supplemental Need Trust or Special Needs Trust. And they're available in some states to help people with Medicaid uh, to become Medicaid eligible. Now, trusts allow people with disabilities and income or assets higher than Medicaid eligibility guidelines to place a portion of their income or assets into the trust where it will not be counted. Rules about how these trusts work vary greatly from state to state. And for really good information and more information on this in particular, you really want to contact your local Medicaid office or an elder law attorney. Don't go at this by yourself. Now, some states offer the Medicaid buy-in program, which allows people who are under 65 and have a disability to work as little as one hour per month and still receive Medicaid benefits. Now, the program is designed to help people with disabilities who would otherwise not be eligible for Medicaid health coverage because their income or assets are too high. So if you qualify, you may be eligible to receive Medicaid by paying a premium to buy into the program. Financial eligibility guidelines always vary by state, and you always want to check with your local Medicaid office for the eligibility. And if you decide to work and receive Social Security disability insurance or other supplemental security income, Check with the local Medicaid office to see how much earned income one is allowed to have without losing those benefits. It's really important, and spend down can help out quite a bit. But there's only real, really two experts that you want to reach out to for that, and that's either Apple Health Care, which is the Medicaid coverage in Washington at 800-562-3022, or the Oregon Health Plan in Oregon, and that's Medicaid coverage, at 800-699-9075. And so I think we did really good, do a good job in covering what those dis differences are and, and how to handle spend down. And I want to take a really quick left turn and go somewhere we haven't really talked a lot before, and that's with Cobra. And I'm not talking about the snake. I don't like to play with snakes. But I'm talking about COBRA when you, um, you know, lose your coverage uh, at your work and you're eligible for COBRA. So uh, I got a question from listener Tony, and, and she said, um, you know, how does Medicare work with COBRA? I'm leaving my job soon, and my employer has informed me about my rights to COBRA uh, coverage. I'll also be eligible for Medicare soon as well. How does Med Medicare and COBRA work together? Uh, I want to make sure I make the right enrollment decision. Wow, Tony, thanks for that question. That is, uh, you know, I don't get asked that very much, and 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 this is important to know. And, and the answer is like the Consolidated Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act. That's COBRA. It's a federal law that lets certain employees, their spouses, and their dependents keep group health plan coverage for 18 to 36 months after they leave their job or lose coverage for certain other reasons as long as they pay the full cost of the premium. Now, under COBRA, uh, a uh, group health plan is defined as a job-based insurance plan that provides medical benefits 
to employees, their spouses, and or their dependents. As you make COBRA-related decisions, keep in mind uh, that health coverage under COBRA is typically expensive because it tends to be comprehensive, and you may pay the full cost of the premium yourself. Some employers often may pay part of the premium for current employees. However, COBRA coverage may be less expensive than similar health coverage. The way that COBRA and Medicare coordinate depends in part on which form of insurance you have first. While it's possible to get COBRA if you already have Medicare, it is not usually possible to keep COBRA if you have it before you become medical, Medicare eligible. Specifically, whether you can have both COBRA and Medicare depends on which form of insurance you have first. If you have both forms of coverage, COBRA pays secondary to Medicare. So if you have COBRA when you become Medicare eligible, your COBRA coverage usually ends on the date that you get Medicare. You should enroll in your Part B immediately because you are not entitled to a special enrollment period when COBRA ends. Your spouse and or dependents may keep COBRA for up to 36 months, regardless of whether you enroll in Medicare during that time. Now, you may be able to keep your COBRA coverage for services that Medicare does not cover. For example, if you have COBRA Dental, the insurance company that provides your COBRA coverage may allow you to drop your medical coverage but keep paying a premium for dental coverage as long as you're entitled to COBRA. You want to really always contact your plan for more information. And if you have Medicare Part A or Part B when you become eligible for COBRA, you must be allowed to enroll in COBRA and Medicare, Medicare then becomes your primary insurance and COBRA as your secondary. You should keep Medicare because it's responsible for paying the majority of your healthcare costs. COBRA is typically expensive but it may be helpful if you have medical expenses and your plan covers your Medicare cost sharing or offers other needed benefits, or if the COBRA policy also covers other family members who are not Medicare eligible. Now, you know, COBRA is a really important thing to have out there, and, you know, it is extremely expensive premiums when you're on that. So when you have the ability to move from COBRA into Medicare, uh, I would say you should certainly take a look at that option and more than likely do that. So, you know, do yourself a favor, do some homework, and always, always reach out to us at We Know Medicare. And that phone number is 877-346-2060. 877-346-2060 or simply go to weknowmedicare.org. There is a lot of information on the website. You can request a no-cost consultation. If you're on your phone, you can hit the phone number to dial us directly. And we're always here to help you. And the great thing about this is, you know, healthcare is individual. Although there's a myriad of plans there and many people may be on the same plan, everyone is on a plan for a different reason. And people aren't always 65 on these plans. Some people are under the age of 65, but they've had disabilities for two years or longer. What's important is that you always have a needs analysis done to make sure you're getting what you need for your personal health care. 
you should strive for quality, affordable health care that's easy to access and simple to use. Because at We Know Medicare, that's the only direction we take. We don't have a dog in the fight. We don't care what insurance company you go to. It's all about what your needs are. And so it's a great time to be able to talk to you. I really appreciate you listening. Be good to each other out there. Stick around next week for more great shows. We hope you've enjoyed today's broadcast of We Know Medicare. We Know Medicare is a dedicated resource and advocate for Medicare eligibles and independent of both individual insurance companies and Medicare itself, allowing them to provide unbiased assistance to Medicare recipients in need of a quarterly health care plan. Visit WeKnowMedicare.org to learn more. That's WeKnowMedicare.org. And tune in next week for more We Know Medicare. This pre-recorded program is sponsored by We Know Medicare. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.